we are underway. It's our number three of the morning show on a Monday, the 7th of August. Good to have you along. Joining us during the 8 o'clock hour, of course, Neil Atkins. Good morning, Neil. Right here, up to bat, <laughs> there, Dave Strandberg. Yes. We also have a guest in the studio. Sweet Aubrey up. Hagen is here. Aubrey, nice to have you on yeah. board. Hi, Aubrey. Going to tell us all about the Alzheimer's yeah. uh, stuff that's going on? Yes, yeah, so I am the watcher this Okay, year. I'm not sure why that microphone's not working, but it's not working. Well, that's not a good thing. Share yours, if you would, Neil. Come on over and talk. Yeah, I'm not sure why that's... Thank you. There, that sounds much better. Awesome. So I am the walk chair of the 2023 Walk to End Alzheimer's for the Alzheimer's Association this year. And so I walk in honor of my mom. My mom is actually diagnosed with Alzheimer's when she was 21. Wow. Or excuse me, when I was 21. Okay. Um, So she was only 56 at the time, so Mm -hmm. she's been living with that for about nine years. And so I volunteer to raise money uh, to try to find a cure. And so we have a lot of events coming up because our walk is coming up fast on September 9th. So I'm here today to spread some awareness about those events. Yeah, September 9th is just barely over a month away. So time is getting yes. close. What's going on uh, this week? I know so, we got something going on. Yes, this week. So tomorrow um, at Vicar Distillery from 6 to 9 is a give back event. So they're doing mm-hmm. a really nice purple cocktail. And a dollar per cocktail is going to the cause there. So we encourage Great. you to visit them. We also have a give back going on at Tavern on the Hill all month. So you can donate. Donate in increments of $10, and then you'll get half back in gift certificates to Tavern to be used at a later date, which is really nice. You can also fill out a flower and hang that up on the wall. So they do that every year with us. We're very grateful for that partnership. Mm -hmm. And then near the end of the month, we have a really great blood drive at um, Kohler Toyota. It's Tuesday, August 29th, and each donation will give $25 to a person's team that you would recognize. So I'm actually not able to donate blood, so a friend Mm -hmm. of mine goes and she donates $25 by just saying, this is a donation for Team Jody. So oh, that's a really, cool. Yeah. Really great thing. And so we're always looking for uh, other registrants. If you want to join a team with a corporate or family team, alls.org slash walk is where you can get more information and register. We'd love to see you there at the deck on September 9th. Aubrey, you did a fine job. Thank you so much. Thanks I appreciate for having it. me. <laughs> Have a great one. We'll be right back. It is 818 and we got a phone call already this morning. Who's on the horn? I'm not sure. Who's this? This is Therese Wasaki. Hi, Therese. Uh, sorry about the delays, but uh, <laughs> we've had microphone problems, AM radio problems, and oh, all that, boy. but now we're back. Everything is almost fixed. Now we're back on the yeah. deal. Therese, yeah, your uh, election is tomorrow for the primary, and you're running at large. I am. I am. How are you? Out are, there. You're out there I knocking have... on doors, putting up lawn signs, the whole nine yards? I am. I've been so busy knocking on doors. I'm exhausted, but, man, I'm meeting some great people. It's really been fun. So what are you hearing out on the street? Well, you know, the thing, you're hearing about streets a lot. And another thing I'm hearing about is snow plowing. Hmm. So it's it's interesting because people are really ready to talk. They are so glad you listen to them. And I've had people just say, thank you for listening. And it's great because they can see my sincerity about this, the issues in Duluth, too. So the door knocking has been great. Um, taxes is also something that people are concerned about with our recent tax increase and more on the horizon. Uh, there's a frustration about that. And people aren't seeing their core services being taken care of. So they're looking for more transparency. 
with our money. Well, you know, that's one of the questions that I like to ask people. What, what do you think the city should be providing out there? What uh, basic service? It seems sometimes like the city gets itself involved in so many other things and the basic services get shuffled to the side. That's true. We're paying our basic taxes for is service delivery. Well, I'll tell you that's for sure. You've got streets, infrastructure, police, fire, and uh, some of the basic uh, you know services. Library, of course, libraries are one of them there. But um, other things that you're finding out? Yeah, well, yeah, those are like the top three things. Um, odd, oddball things here and there, like people parking in their front yards and getting ticketed for that, um, that there's some strange parking uh, administration going on. Um, but, yeah, top ones are really the roads and the snow plowing and the taxes. So I'm, it's interesting when you said it about parking there because I used to park my motorcycle on my sidewalk by my house, so it's in my yard. I went... I wonder if today in the, this day and age if they ticket you for that. Really, but, uh, you couldn't really park it. Didn't want to park it on the street. Well, true. And uh, but anyway, so uh-huh. Teresa's there uh, now. You're on Facebook and all that jazz, or do you have a website? I do have a website. It's wisakifordeluth.com, and that's spelled W-I-S-O-C-K-I, F-O-R Duluth. All right. Well, right. thanks. Any any. Any parting words? Good luck tomorrow. Tomorrow's the election, and I always tell people to vote early and vote often, but uh, we don't vote often. <laughs> you can often. get in trouble doing we, that. We, yeah. we get into problems. You can vote that. early, though. Yeah. I think early voting goes till like, 5 this afternoon. So. Yeah, it does. It yeah. does. So it's been going on for mm-hmm. a little while. So, right. so well. It, no, just uh, the same, just encouraging people. We have a low voter turnout usually in the primary, but... This is a big, important year for Duluth, and I really encourage people to get out there and vote. All right. Well, thanks, Therese. Yep. Good luck tomorrow. We'll be uh, yapping about you on Wednesday, okay? <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. You're Have welcome. a great day. You too. Bye-bye. 22 now at KDAO. This is the KDAO Morning Show with Dave Strandberg and Neil Atkins. It is 825, a little liar, liar, pants on fire with the castaways here. On Don't this. lie to me. Don't <laughs> lie right. to me. So, All right. so we had uh, uh, maybe uh, later on Eric Forsman might call in I hear. Okay. He's running for city council at large. He's the incumbent. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the deal. For all of you people out there that know these candidates, right? whether the mayor candidates, you've got Roger Reinert, Emily Larson, Julie Meads running for mayor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a couple other guys here. I'm trying to come up with their <laughs> their names here. There's a, a primer here on the... Yeah. Uh, well, that's the uh, problem. Anyway. A lot of people aren't too familiar with all the candidates. Right. So. And you're you're invited. You're invited to come yeah. on the show. Uh, you you got to give us a buzz, 722-0839. We can't track you all down. <laughs> and uh, anybody that wants it can come on. So it doesn't matter to me. Uh, and all of us is a public service here yeah. for... People will try to get to know their candidates. So 
So we there will be a lot fewer candidates after tomorrow. Yep. Um, as we get whittled down to the uh, the finalists for uh, November. So here's some of the quotes. Okay. So Roger Reinert. Duluth, it's time for something different. Okay. okay. Mayor Emily Larson. Duluth is thriving, building economic vitality. Okay. Julie Mead, who's a candidate for mayor. Duluth taxpayers need a mayor who will work for them. Okay. All right. Therese Fasaki, we just heard her ad, and she was on talking to us, mm-hmm. running for the city council at large. City Council has to be friendlier to business development. Okay. Then we have uh, uh, Asher Estrin Hari. Uh, it says here he's running for the City Council. If Duluthians don't vote, Duluth won't change or improve. Okay. I don't know if they got that one, uh, <laughs> the right race on that one. But anyway, yeah. Lynn Nephew. Duluth's very real housing woes require real experience. She's running for City Council at Rom, okay. at large. Miranda Pacheco, City Council at Large, Duluth, failing too many in need, we can do better. Hmm. Eric Forsman, the incumbent that's running at large, Duluth needs City Councilor who consistently steps up. Mm-hmm. Jenna Yelke, running for City Council at Large, let's build a vibrant Duluth that works for everyone. Sean Savala, City Council, can't let what happened to Minneapolis happen to Duluth without... Mm. Now he, uh, now I, I'm trying to figure out what district he's. I think they've labeled these wrong. I, <laughs> we're going to have to. Where are you getting this from? This, this is the Duluth News. Okay, yeah, and, we should give them credit. And I don't think I think he's um, uh, possibly one of the candidates for uh, mayor. Oh, but anyway, Ashley right. Casado, she's running for city council yeah. at large. Checks, balances, innovations critical for a strong city hall. Uh, Nathaniel Rankin uh, for uh, City Council says here, all of us needed to make Duluth great. Tara Swenson, running for City Council in the 4th District. Duluth must prioritize public safety in its streets. Howie Hansen, former City Councilor in the 4th District. Council must push for better streets against tax increases. And then on the school board, Henry Banks, he's running for the school board. Duluth. Schools need to prioritize diversity, equity, and inclusion. And Matthew Moses running for the school board. Involvement, background, well-suited for the school board. And uh, that's all the candidates that mm-hmm. they put up in the News Tribune getting quotes. So, yeah, well, quick little, uh, I guess, campaign slogans for all of them, I guess. Yeah, all yeah. Right. That's so, kind of cool. So I'm just, um, and then they have a deal, find out where the candidates stand on issues and, and right. that sort of thing. So. Very good. Well, we'll be back. We'll get more uh, on the way at 8.30 now from KDAL. Good morning. It's a hard world to get a break in. 8.32, some animal music here this morning as we're back with the maestro. The maestro playing the music from the past. Called it's my life. It's my uh, we got an election tomorrow. Yes, we do. And we got another candidate in the studio. Yeah, we've got How about City that? Councilor Eric <laughs> Forsman is with us here. And now we have to share the microphone. I know it. So, yeah. So. Eric, uh, <laughs> our, our mics are out. You two we are had the have AM was down, but now the AM is back up it and is. running again. Yes. So, Eric, uh, go for it. You said you had a ride along. Hmm. 
Yeah, morning, Neil. Sorry, I was listening to you guys, and I heard everything got fixed, so I figured, oh, I'm still good to come into the studio, but <laughs> Not false quite. alarm, false yeah. alarm. So, yeah, morning, guys. I had a, a ride-along on Saturday night, and I'm still waking up a little bit, drinking some coffee. Wow. Uh, kind of a funny story. So I was with Officer Dana Letica, who is one of Duluth's finest. This was an overnight? Uh, yeah, well, okay. that's the funny part. So she's had a couple of other candidates on uh, who have come for ride-alongs recently, and she said, well, one of them made it all the way until 10. And we started at six. So that, was, that wasn't super long. And then the other one made it till midnight, and I made it till three. So I think wow. I bought some street cred that way. But it is always uh, quite the educational opportunity to go with our What's officers. happening in Duluth overnight? I guess that's oh, the key. Get into any action there, or uh, was it pretty quiet? You know, uh, it was a fairly quiet night as I, I dumped coffee all over okay. the studio. My apologies. This is what we're going to make it work, given, uh, I'll get it, dude. given our sharing microphone here. So yeah, I need more coffee to wake up. Um, so there wasn't a ton going on. We did have to respond to one overdose, which was unfortunate. But we did everything from a shoplift at Super One wow. to uh, a lost puppy. And actually, we went down to the animal control area down on 27th there. And I had to help put the dog in the kennel. Uh, and Dana may or may not have snapped a picture of the counselor behind those bars. So she she was successful in locking a counselor up while we were out. But you know, as the night as the night goes on, especially when you're downtown, we end up with some pretty serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually had one uh, felony uh, vehicle theft that they had to respond to, and there's just a lot going on when you think about the drugs in our community. And, and I just so appreciate the work that they do. And that's one of the big things on the ballot this year is public safety and. Su- support for our police officers. I know the police have a staffing issue, too, and obviously they're a little short of what they should be, right? I I think people would be surprised that there are shifts in our town right now where there's only eight or nine cops on Mm. the street. Um, And so it's a balance. You don't want to lower your hiring standards to bring on people that shouldn't be on the force after you go through the interview process, but... Yeah, they're running short, and they're still on forced overtime. So wow. we got to look at things like our wage competitiveness and other recruitment issues. And quite frankly, I was surprised at how in tune the cops are to the city council and the mayoral election right now. And they were talking about how if it goes one way, they're going to be um, very appreciative. People were talking about locking up homes for themselves and building a career here. And then if it goes the other way, they were talking about, you know, it would be a lot easier to go down to the suburbs and, uh, make more money for less work. So uh, I think they're very closely watching what happens this year. Well, I'll tell you, the uh, this is a resounding comment that's been coming from on the streets, from people that I talk to, and uh, many of the candidates that uh, that are running are talking about the safety issues in the community. And and then it gets onto the streets, and uh, everybody's talking about the streets and the potholes and, and all that sort of thing. But uh, when it, when I hear that, you know, the, the mayor's office or the police chief comes out and says that crime's down. We had the mayor on weeks ago saying that crime's down citywide. And you just look around you, and it doesn't appear to be like that. Maybe statistically it is, but uh, the bottom line is is uh, people. some people don't want to come downtown anymore because they think it's not safe. Yeah, and I think that's a fair, you know, perception is reality. Um, and we have to have... Our police officers feeling like they can do their jobs, and I think they're very happy with the current um, chief, Chief Sanoa. He's doing a great job there, but they're also looking for support to know that they can they can execute their best judgment in a very difficult profession and still uh, be supported at City Hall. And so, yeah, it's it's a challenge when you are doing a ride along and you see some of the issues up close and personal, and these cops know a lot of these folks by name, and and they're doing the best they can, but. 
um, we need to make sure that people feel safe when they come downtown, especially it's, it's the heartbeat of our economy here. Well, there are the, the problem individuals, and like we said, there's usually I hear there's anywhere from 35 to 50 people that are kind of the, the turnstile folks that they're constantly running into, whether they bring them in, into detox constantly or they're creating problems. And a lot of the issues are obviously drug, drug and alcohol-related and mental health issues. And, and again, we've had the sheriff on uh, in the past, and, and uh, both well, the former sheriff and our current sheriff. Gordon Ramsay used to be the chief here in Duluth. And uh, the court system is a problem. All of a sudden you have people being released. And I, I follow this all over the state and all over the country. You see, all of a sudden people are releasing creative, uh, a violent crime, and all of a sudden you look at their rap sheet, and you're going, how did these people ever get back out on the street? Yeah, and so that... You're bringing up a good point that this crosses government jurisdictions, right? So the city is not the only entity that's involved with not just the enforcement of our laws, but then the prosecution of them. And so it really does have to be a comprehensive strategy to say, okay, we're going we're gonna to enforce these ordinances, and then when they actually get a ticket, we're going to um, go ahead and prosecute that individual and hold them accountable. And I think somewhere in that chain, we've got maybe some broken links that need to get looked at. But at the end of the day, what I have control of as a city councilor is looking our cops in the eye and saying, I support the work that you guys do. I know that you're trying your best, and we're going to do the best that we can to make this a good place to work. And so I've been really proud to do that. Council is working on the marijuana uh, issue now, as a matter of fact. How's that looking at this point? Yeah, so we're going to take that up for a vote next Monday. And that, that should in my opinion, be a pretty straightforward thing. Um, there are some folks concerned about certain enforcement and um, underrepresented populations being subject to more enforcement than the rest. And mm-hmm. I, having done a ride-along and, and getting a reminder of how busy our cops are, folks are concerned that our cops have enough time to go out in the parks and <laughs> actively enforce um, the marijuana ordinance. Yeah. I, I think they can rest easy that that's not the case but uh, we're just looking to bring some common sense regulation to that topic now that it's legal in the in the state and i think that'll pass next monday is my prediction oh it's interesting is one of your one of your colleagues uh, brought up uh, she's all worried about people in apartment buildings uh, not being able to smoke weed and any subsidized apartment building under federal regulations is banned from smoking and uh, and smoking weed smoking cigarettes i mean obviously different but it's smoking it sure is. And uh, marijuana has a distinct odor, <laughs> and and some people feel violated by being in an area by that odor, and they don't like it. And uh, so how do you, you know, you, you talk about people's rights to go and smoke and infringe on everybody else's right. So, you know, here you are in the, in the park, you got little kids, and here's a couple of people smoking away that they shouldn't be doing. It's illegal for you to drink booze in the park. Marijuana is an intoxicant, just like booze is. So, you know, kind of give me a break. Yeah, I I don't get that argument. Um, I had a friend of mine that went to college at UMD that we were roommates back in the day. And he lives down in Bloomington. And over the weekend, he took his kids to a park down there. And it was exactly what you described. They were sitting at a picnic table. Somebody walks up. All of a sudden, that odor is overwhelming. He's got two kids under five years old. And they left, and he, he texted me, and he said, this is exactly the situation that we need to clean up. So I don't know if Bloomington's looking at this, but that's what we're trying to prevent here. And, and the idea that 
it is a recreational substance that is intoxicating, like you said, that you should be able to do it wherever you want. I like Councillor uh, Roz Randorf's line, which is that your rights end where my lungs begin. And I think that's exactly <laughs> what we're trying to do. Very good. No, I hear you on that. So I noticed in the uh, newspaper here, I'm going to get away from all the cute little pictures of all you candidates here in the, <laughs> the News Tribune here. I do appreciate they're still using my picture from I four see, years ago. I see that. <laughs> I see I'm that. Literally 20 years old. But. Well, I know. They, they used to use one for me where... Uh, when I was out of favor by the News Tribune at one point, okay, and they used to put the pictures up on the counselors on the voting, and and they had a picture of me. I was leaning back on my chair with an odd look on my face, and that's the picture they used, oh, where they used the cameo shots with everybody else. And finally, I complained enough. They finally put it. I go, but anyway. So we've got fifty-five million dollar potential Duluth Armory renovation. Mm. Uh, man, that's a big chunk of dough there. I, have you heard what's anything happened? I mean, the Army's been going on for 10 years, 20 years. I was on the council when we uh, uh, agreed to let that nonprofit take it over a developer that wanted to put high-end apartments in there and um, got a lot of flack on that, and it's taken 20 years, and nobody thought 50 That's the old central up here. That's what that's costing that's to right. put it into apartment. Now they're ten million dollars over budget. They were, so we had to we had to amend the TIF agreement on that. Yeah, the Armory got state bonding dollars, and okay. so I'm sure they're going to be looking for some sort of a match. I've not seen any proposal mm -hmm. on that, but there's a lot of projects looking for money, and certainly the city is the is only so big, um, and so we have to we have to prioritize. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the concepts are. I think the Armory is looking at some sort of a venue and food hall um, proposal. So. Exciting to see investment in the city, and also, you know, we have to be mindful of where, where we're putting our city dollars when it comes right. to those projects. we got to take a break, and uh, we'll be right back. Find out who else needs some money after this. Eight forty-six already. Is the morning show is uh, moving right along here on a Monday, the seventh of August. Beetle music back in the USSR. As we're back now in the uh, studios here at the Tech Village in downtown Duluth. Yes, we are. Yes, the sunny, sunny downtown Duluth with a haze in the yeah, sky. Yeah, the hazy sunshine. A little smoke of the air again today. Look yeah. at that eight hundred million dollar Essentia Tower up there. Wow, <laughs> Isn't that something. something. And then of course St. Luke's. They what did two three hundred million or something. Now, Luke's has been bought, uh, has merged with another medical group. Do you know anything about Eric Forsman is with us mm -hmm. here, City Council at Large. Yeah, we've got a group. Um, I forget if they're out of Wisconsin or Michigan, but they uh, are looking to affiliate with St. Luke's mm -hmm. and promising to put some investment here in town. And you can see there's a construction project going on yeah. uh, right down on their campus right now. So you certainly hope, and, and I'm optimistic from what I'm hearing from the people there, that they're going to keep local leadership here. They're going to keep all of the current jobs. But anytime you've got a new organization come to town for an industry like that, it's something to watch. Yeah, no, that's for sure. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Any other things shaking and moving out there, Eric? <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, Grandma's for Peace had a big thing over the uh, weekend. I know they, they want the council ban to... Ban the bomb! Uh, <laughs> ban the bomb! <laughs> What's the chances of that? Do you I think? have not had enough time to see Oppenheimer yet. I've been out campaigning <laughs> oh, right, too much. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I saw that. And, and God bless everybody who has a cause well, and, and wants to uh, promote it. And that's our God-given right with our First Amendment. But obviously, we, we had that topic come to the council chambers a few months ago in terms of taking up a stance on 
nuclear weapons. And as I've said here, and I've said on other shows as well, I just think that you have to be really mindful of messages that you send. And, and just like all of your other candidates are, are going to come on here and say, you know, people are not thinking about whether the city council is going to weigh in on geopolitical issues. They want their street repaired. They want their basic services funded. And they, they just get frustrated when it looks like you've taken your eye off the ball. Well, we've, we've had this happen all the time, whether it's uh, on, on your side on the council now, my side on the council in the past. We, we had uh, uh, resolutions come up against the war here and against the war there. <laughs> and I remember one I got so frustrated with all these. I, I passed a resolution to Mikhail Gorbachev to pull out of <laughs> Afghanistan when they were in Afghanistan. Yeah. And we actually, so I'm, and I'm th- and we were all laughing after the deal. So you know, Gerby was going to really read the resolution from the Duluth <laughs> City Council, and you know, I I understand. I I don't want nuclear weapons. So how do you ban them if nobody's willing to cooperate? Yeah. You know, lay down your arms and trust the other guy. He's got bigger arms than you. Pretty tough to swallow. Yeah, and I'm not a nuclear weapons expert, nor will I ever spend any time becoming one because we have enough challenges within our city limits here, and so that's what we're going to be focused on. Well, Eric, you got a website or anything to share with us? Yeah, we got forsmanforduluth.com. Uh, we got a Facebook page as well. Feel free to check those things out. But just encourage folks, just like other people have said, you know, we have we have low turnout in these primary elections. Yep. They really do matter. And look no further than two years ago when we had a race where Fourth place and fifth place was separated by one vote, and wow. that was the difference between somebody making it through to the general election and somebody not. So yep. quite literally, you could be the deciding vote on who we see on the slate uh, come November. Well, yeah, we've seen some tight ones. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I had a tight race where I, after recon, won by 16 votes. Todd Fedora, who had been on the council for uh, the first district, lost by a tight race, I think it was by 14 votes. So when it comes down to those tight ones, every vote does come. <laughs> That's right. So, no, I appreciate your time today, guys. Thanks for having me here with you. Yeah, appreciate that. Good luck tomorrow. Yep. Vote. Not early and often, folks. just vote. vote early. See, my address says Duluth, but it's not. I can't uh, vote. I am, I am. Neither can I. So. I know. You Sorry, say, Eric. <laughs> well, and the primary election uh, in Duluth is the only one in the state of Minnesota. Is so it? you do really have a special opportunity. There you go. <laughs> All the right. focus will be right here on Duluth. All right. All right. around the state. Thanks, Eric. 850 now at KDAL. Here we go with the forecast. It'll be mostly sunny today. Look for highs up around 80 with northwest wind. Mostly clear tonight, middle 50s overnight. Tomorrow, sunny again, low 80s with a west wind. And then on Wednesday, partly sunny, chance of showers, slight chance of thunderstorms, upper 70s on Wednesday. And boy, we need the rain. We never did get the rain that was predicted for the weekend. It was supposed to be a rainy Sunday, and it, uh, well, I was completely dry at my house. I started watering the yard yeah, and everything it's... on Saturday. I thought, well, normally when I water, <laughs> then it rains the next day. Ah, that didn't work. No, Neil. I continued on yesterday, and, you know, the some of the grass are getting yeah. brown and all that. Yet. We are in a pretty bad <clears> drought <throat> now across yeah. all of the region, and some spots even worse than others. So we certainly could use the rain, and if it's going to rain, hopefully it'll happen, you know, during the weekdays, and we'll get nice weekends, and everybody will be happy. Well, let's hope hope for the best here. So so tomorrow's the primary election for Duluth. We keep on talking about that. The mayor's race is up, and yes. you, you pretty much know who's who's running there. Mm-hmm. The uh, city council at large, there's nine can- nine candidates running. Right. And uh, four will move on. Four right? will move on, yeah. and there's two seats that are up for grab. Now, mm-hmm. Eric Forzen, we just had him on. He's the incumbent, and there's one vacant seat. Uh, you have Eric running, Teresa Wasaki. 
Asher Hare, uh, H-A-I-R-E, uh, he's running at large. Lynn Nephew, Miranda Pacheco, uh, Jenna Yelke, Sean Savala, Ashley Castaldo, and uh, Nathaniel Rankin are the nine people, nine people running for the at-large. Yeah. And then um, then in uh, the 4th District, we've got uh, Tara Swenson, Howie Hansen, Witherspoon, and a couple of other people. And I, I don't have their names up here in front. Right. I'm just reading off the newspaper bowl. Huh. We'll get to those, but uh, those are the primary races right. along with the mayor's race. And the mayor's race, there are five people running for mayor. Right. And uh, so there you have it. Very important. Get the oh. narrow it down to the uh, finalists for the November election. Wall Street is opening this morning with stocks. I will say <laughs> up, up, and yes, away. Yes, it is higher today. Good, good, good. That was not a good week last week, I don't think, actually. At the opening bell this morning, the Dow and the S&P 500 and NASDAQ all uh, trading higher. So that's good news. Well, I mean, we need we need that. Now, they're they're. You keep on seeing people were talking a potential recession, and of course the Biden administration said it is not common. Mm-hmm. But uh, more and more, it looks like it probably won't. But uh, we still don't know. Mm-hmm. the The jobs market is pretty darn strong, mm-hmm. but prices and goods are. Uh, you just go some anywhere, come you're down, paying more. But, yeah, some things are going up, some are going down. It appears, but uh, I guess that's the way it works. We still have gasoline way, way too high. It's actually going down a little bit now again, and Wisconsin went down Bumped a couple up, of pennies. Bumped up, down, and <laughs> you know, we're still uh, more than a dollar a gallon oh, yeah. higher than when Biden first took office. Ah, true. And uh, you know, some of that, they believe, is a part of supply mm-hmm. and also some of the restrictive policies. Well, you got that war going on over there, too, which doesn't help. you got uh, a lot of Soviet oil. It's, I don't know where that's going now. Well, that's uh, probably being used up by them. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then imagine. you had OPEC yeah. uh, cut back. So you had OPEC right. cutting back mm-hmm. and uh, the U.S. not not going full force like they, they have been. And so it's just right. different philosophies coming from different administrations, that's for sure. Neil, have you seen the new Barbie movie yet? No. You're one of the few, apparently, who has not seen it. Over a billion dollars worldwide now. Has been did you see it? In. I am not. No. Did you see the? I have Oppen- no intention of did, seeing. Did Barbie. you see the Oppenheimer? Movie? Oppenheimer, I would not mind seeing, but I will probably wait for that to hit the video side. I've talked to a couple of people that went and saw that, yeah. and they they I thought it was pretty, pretty good. good. It's, yeah. a, it's a long movie. It's over three hours long. <laughs> really? Well, but uh, apparently the Barbie movie is it's uh, just it's killing. It's amazing. It's uh, more than a billion dollars. First time this is uh, a woman uh, directed movie has ever made over a billion dollars. Wow. Well, hey, there you go. Three weekends in a row now at number one in uh, the U.S. and Canada. So there you go. Yeah. Barbie. It's a movie based on a doll. And can and just the opposite. If you get usually you get a doll based on a movie, you'll have a bunch of action figures or something coming up. But just the opposite here, you have the doll first and then the movie. Now you know it's just like you, you got all those Marvel movies out there now too oh, that are all yeah. So I, I hear music coming on. That means you're going to boot us off the air, huh? Yeah, I, uh, I I hit it a little early actually, so I'm. Oh, did you? Okay, we yeah. still have a minute. You have a minute if you like. Oh wow! So I still get to babble a little bit, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, the uh, uh, now in the fall, coming up November, there's going to be some school board referendums on, but not yeah. during the primary. So you have a couple school board races here for that are primaries here that you'll be able to uh, see, along with the 
mayor's race, uh, two city council races. So, um, you know, they're assuming that Reinert and Mayor Larson are going to make it through the primary tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the at-large and the district races, we'll see what happens out there. So good luck to all the candidates. Right. And after tomorrow, whoever finishes, we're going to be uh, encouraging them to come on the show, too, so we can <laughs> sure. learn a little bit more about the candidates. So right. we always like to have people come here and tell us what they're all about. In the meantime, do not use vegetable oil in your eyes. Really? That apparently is one of the new uh, TikTok videos uh, making the rounds. Put oil and castor oil around your eyes to promote it as a way to treat eye-related issues. Doctors say, are you kidding? It could cause an infection and recommend seeing an eye or vision specialist if you have eye problems. Don't put castor oil in your eyes. Some people are so gullible, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Don't do that. People. All right, we got uh, news coming up next. More of the morning show to follow. Neil will be back on Wednesday. Yes, sir, I'll All be right. here. See you later.